Samuel, or Second Samuel, excuse me. Second Samuel, chapter 5. We're looking at some ways to avert failure tonight. It's a good thing I need. Try to take care of the problems when they arise. And uh, if you don't deal with something, it's the same as not dealing with it. The fact of the matter is, is there's a devil out there trying to destroy each one of us. Not only that, we just decide to live in our flesh. <clears throat> Besides following the Lord, we can sure do ourselves hurt and don't even need the devil for that. Just the wages of sin is death. And I'm sorry to say that the last problem that uh, I spoke of, I think, is the probably majority in our area. We just yielded to sin. Don't want to change, and don't want to hear the truth. And, uh, that's not a good position to be in. Second uh, Samuel chapter five. Let's cover the last from twenty-two down. The Bible says this: and the Philistines came up yet again. <clears throat> Why do I say that? Well, you know, if you're saved, you're in a battlefield. It doesn't matter which way you're going. Okay. David fought these guys quite a few times, and they, they just keep coming, okay? And it says in the text, and they spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come up upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so, as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Geba until, the coming to, until thou come to Gezer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I always like to see in the Bible how you give your people the victory. What a blessing it is when we have that intimate fellowship with you that we can just obey what you do and what you say, and it changes everything in our fight. And God, I pray that this church would just get behind you, and, and Lord, that you just lead the way where, where you'd have us to be. Father, I pray now that you would bless in the service. God, help me to remember the things we studied. I'm very tired tonight, Lord. My mind is slipping, it seems, and uh, I need your strength to help me get through it. I pray that this would be a blessing to those that came. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said before, the devil's not sleeping. And he's not giving up his attempt to destroy you and me. And it's the same thing as with David. And the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. I don't know that wild animals can ever have enough food. No? Have you? I, I could... Feed our dogs one serving. I could feed our, feed our dogs three servings. And they just eat what they eat, and they just eat one serving or three servings. It just doesn't matter. And um, I, uh, the devil's that way. He is never going to have enough of destroying God's people, his their families, their their all friends associated with them, and us also. And uh, the Bible says in verse 8, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. We are, are, sober means not that you're not, it's not that you're drunk. It's just that you're not letting God guide your mind. It's sobriety. Are you living in a real world where there's a devil out to get you and your flesh can take you down and God has specific direction, directions he's expecting you to follow? 
So he says to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. And so, so we got the answer. We need to walk by faith in God. And you know that devil can put it in the heart of ungodly men to desire a direction of hurting and killing God's people. If you're not saved, and you're following the devil, God, that devil will just go and put things in the heart of men. Look over at John chapter 13. I could go to Ephesians 2. I could go to a number of positions. But uh, let's look at John 13. I'm not exactly sure what this one. I don't know why I go to Ephesians 2. I think I get tired of going to the same verses over and over, so I look for other ones that say the same thing. <laughs> the Bible says in John chapter 13, verse 2, look at this. And the supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. And so there he was. It wasn't that he didn't hear Jesus. It wasn't that he didn't know the truth. It's just he didn't keep his heart diligently. For out of it are the issues of life. And what he did is let that devil play in his heart, play in his mind, and get him thinking things that weren't right. You know, it's, it's not the people that, that, that they, they hate us, but they hate God. And they, they, they hate him because they, he, he put restrictions on us and and changes what what we should be doing in John chapter 16 look at verse 1 he says these things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended they shall put you out of the synagogue so I'm not going to ever get kicked out of a synagogue how do we know where this is written to dispensationally they're meeting in the synagogue okay God's people are they shall put you out of the synagogues isn't that help when you see stuff like that in the Bible, you know where you're at. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. I don't know. I've never, I'm telling you, I've never been in a country where this is, is it could come to fruition in my lifetime. I, I've never expected it out of our country. But our country's gone downhill a long ways, man. But it isn't something that you could be standing for God and people would want to kill you and think they're doing God's service. Uh, that's our, the indignation of our liberals in this country. They are the enemy of God. And if you see what the Bible says, they hate your guts. Matter of fact, if you just don't... I saw this on the internet. Um, I don't know. I think it was when I was trying to get into the, uh, the sermon to listen to tonight. That some school teacher had uh, rejected this critical race theory, and some Obama judge fined her three hundred thousand dollars because she refused. And she's standing against it, so they fined her. I don't know how exactly that worked, but 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 that's where we're at. They don't want you to. This is this, we've entered a new phase. You can't just be quiet and disagree. If you disagree, we're going to exterminate you. That's what we've entered into in this country. And, and you know who puts that in the heart of people? The devil. The devil does that. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4. You know, that devil does some amazing things. And, and, and when it comes down to it, it it's good. we're going to look at him and say, is this the man that did weaken the nations? The problem is, is the lust of our flesh 
And the lust of the flesh, these people that are lost around here, carry them away from God, and they hate God's word, and they despise what he says. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you're there, 2 Corinthians 4, you all know this verse, in 4. We'll look at 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are... If, you, if you're talking to a pastor and they can't tell you what the gospel is, it's because they're lost. If you're talking to a congregation member and they say, well, I, I can't remember, I haven't been in church, you're just lost. Okay? We understand that. And the Bible says in verse 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Now here's a scary thing. You could be coming to church and being saved, and the devil's work still is going to be to try to blind your minds to those things in the Bible that could help you because you don't believe what they say. That's in the tackiness. You can't get used to the same humdrum way it is all the time. David fought and took on the Philistines face to face all those years, and he came down to the fight this time. God said, you're not going to fight this one head up, David. You're going to go around behind the enemy. And David didn't say, oh, I've been leading long enough. I know which way I'm going. No, he said, yes, Lord. However you want me to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, that's the way it should be in our life, Lord. What, what do you want us to do? We'll do what you say. And God knows what he's doing. But I, I see that devil, when you, when you fail to believe what God says, that devil will blind you. That's why people can come and hear exactly the sermon they need or, or miss a sermon when they're there. But, but the devil just steps in and he just blinds you. And so getting lax and falling back is never what God intended for his people. We're supposed to tell you know how sheep are strong when they're gathered by the shepherd. You know when sheep start becoming a prey? When they get away from the shepherd. And that's just that, that, that's that song about, uh, uh, you know, in shady green pastures. Hey, God wants us next to him. That's what we're supposed to be doing. David was that close that he could hear God. And so we're to be ready if he says go. We're supposed to be ready if he says to stay. And so here's the truth about conflict with our enemies so we can avert failure. How can we avert failure? How can I, let's just say I, because I'm going to be talking about me and you can be thinking you, avert failure. We go back to our text, just some simple points to ponder tonight. In verse 22, back at uh, 2 Samuel chapter 5, in verse 22 it says, And the Philistines came up again. <clears throat> you know what? The enemy is always going to try to present himself as big as he can. He's gonna, and so what happens is if you can keep your mind and your heart, it's basically the same thing. You need to keep your heart. Amen. He's going to come. It's not that he's not coming. That battle is just going to be there. I can start getting weary. Amen. And you know what happens when I get weary? I get faint. And when you can when you fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. You see what I'm saying? I don't know how many years you've been fighting a good fight of faith. But we could get weary and faint. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I've got to watch my heart. 
Hebrews chapter 12. Look at verse... Uh, um, One, we'll start at one, I suppose. Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. I see there's two things in there that can hinder your walk. Do you see that? One is you've got weights. If you're a soldier and you're fighting a battle, the more you're carrying, the more tired you're going to get. I tell myself that every time I want a, a, a cheeseburger. <laughs> you better watch out, Matthew. The more you wear, the more heavier you are, the, the quicker you're going to get tired. And if you're burdened down with the cares of this world and the things that are going around, you're going to start getting weary. You're going to start getting tired. And so the Bible says that you are supposed to lay aside every weight in the sin. So you want to be healthy. You want to be strong because conflict's coming. And so it, when you, you're compassed about with witnesses, I, want, I like that. I like being around a lot of people that like to serve God. I've been watching a Bible conference I wanted to go to this week. It's just really refreshing again. And it just really helped me a lot of the message. Look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Aren't you glad he's going to finish our faith? Not put my trust in him, and he's getting me there. And uh, he's going to finish my faith. It says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There's going to be some things you got to endure. Despising the shame. They're not everybody's going to like you. And it sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied as he had faint in your mind. Well, I'm talking about you being ready. You don't want to faint in your mind. And as keeping your heart will stop you from fainting. I've actually never fainted in my life. I was close a couple times. But, but if you're fainting, you're out of the fight. Amen. And so we want to watch our, what, what our mind's doing. And so the Bible says, though hand join in hand, the wicked, you know, he's not going to be unpunished. It doesn't matter how many there are on the other side. Um, I think, look at Proverbs 16 for a minute on our way back. That was uh, Proverbs 11, 21, though hand join in hand. Um, I think it, yes, shall the wicked not be unpunished. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 5 says this. It says, everyone that is, a, is proud in heart is an abomination. To the Lord, though hand join in hand, they shall not be unpunished. I guess it was uh, Proverbs 11.21 is what I wanted. Proverbs 11.21 is, yeah, it says the same thing. All right, 2 Samuel. God's going to take care of it, right? I, I want to keep my heart. The second thing I see out of this text is still out of verse 22 right there. It said, they'll spread themselves in the valley of, of um, Rephaim. The enemy will keep his attack going and he is going to make himself big. He is he's going to make his attack new. I don't know why David couldn't uh, couldn't do it the same way. But what we'll say this, the best way to put it, the enemy will try new things. You know who is not is not worried about it. 
God. I don't know everything that the world's plotting and scheming against me. I just know that I have to walk with the Lord, and He's going to get me where I need to go, and if it's time to check out, it's time to check out. But I'm not going to sit and worry. We're going to go forward. And so it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2. We'll just do that. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I don't know what snares the devil has put in your way. I know one thing. A snare is a, a type of a trap that it's not that big of a deal if you stick your hand in it and it doesn't get tight. But when you get into a trap that's a snare, what happens is if you pull on the wire of that snare, it, it tightens and gets tighter and tighter to the place it kills. And, and that's what the devil does to people. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, down at verse um, 24, the Bible says, The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patient, in, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the... So what's the preacher supposed to do? Tell people to repent. You don't want to be in a snare. You don't want to be trapped. You don't want to get taken down. Repent. It's up to each individual. And there's nothing really else you can say about that. But people get taken out because of themselves. They come up with some kind of foolish reason why they can't do things they're supposed to be doing. And all they have to do is look at the Bible and say, this is what the Bible says, I'm going to get busy doing it. But a lot of people are just too proud. And so the Bible says, verse 26, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. And so he puts that snare out there where you get used to going and used to doing things. And God saw that that snare was coming. He said, David, don't go that way. There's something there. Just walk right around there and get over to the edge. And that's exactly what he did. He, he, that new attack isn't nothing if you're following the Lord. If you look back over at verse 23, I see another thing in here. We're trying to avert failure. What's the first thing I do? I keep my heart. What's the second thing? No, there's going to be new trials and new troubles, and I still have to just obey God. Back over at 2 Timothy chapter 5, verse 23, And David inquired of the Lord, wasn't that a good thing? And he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come, up, uh, come upon them over against the mulberry trees. God knows where the weakness of the enemy is. Only with him will we be victorious. The victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, is always in God's direction. Isn't that cool? Just get as close as I can to God. Let him give me a victory over that thing. Whatever that thing is. I don't know. I don't know if you just get older and just start dying and have less temptation. Or if it's been the years I've been shut off from media and stuff. That, but it does seem like I'm having less of the temptations. But they're still there. And I'm just telling you that I know that if I just obey what God said. And start being thankful. 
and trust Him to get me through things, I get the victory. And I just have to get myself behind His cause. Don't let people get you upset. Don't let the world beat you down and say, hey, you're God stupid. They're stupid, amen. And they're going to be judged getting away from God. We just got to get right up next as close as we can. I think of 1 Corinthians 15, 58, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory. We got our victory, and that's going to come from Jesus Christ. Look over at Psalm 21 for a minute. Psalms chapter 21. Psalms 21 and verse 9. Psalms chapter 21 and verse 9. It says, Thou shalt make them as a fiery oven in the time of thine anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Well, there's 2 Thessalonians 1 8. Isn't that neat when you see things in the Bible and you know it's New Testament? There it is. The Bible says, Their fruit shalt thou destroy from the earth and their seed from among the children of men. For they intended evil against thee and imagined a mischievous device which they are not able to perform. Do you see that? They have this all this big plot, all this big plan, and all David just says, yes, Lord. He did not know what they're doing. He just got as close to God as he could, and God helped him get out of that snare. And it was just faith. Faith in the Lord. Knowing that it's God's direction. What's really cool is when the trouble started to happen there, what did David do? God, what do you want me to do? Is that the first thing you think of? Well, we should at least probably put that in there. Pray for the right direction, right? Well, that'd be a good one. Oh, maybe that's in my notes here, but I didn't have it written here, so I just couldn't help but say it. Lord, what's the direction? Something else I like. You need to be patient for God directs when the time is right. I don't know when that is. All I'm called to do is be faithful. And when he says move, he move. If he says go, you go. If he says stay, you stay. And you just praise him. You know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I can rejoice in him and thank him for how great he's been to me and my family and this nation despite the, the full-blown wickedness we're living in today. It's amazing we're not in jail right now the way this country's gone. I don't know how we... It's, I understand I understand how a lot can be vexed. I look at the world and I think, what a hellhole we have turned into as a nation. Psalms chapter 31. Psalms chapter 31. Yes. This is a good verse right here. You know what? God knows exactly how many years you have left. And it could be 110. I don't know. But this is what he says. Psalms chapter 31, look down. At verse um, 14, he says, But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy... <laughs> what a prayer. God, my time is in your hand. Have you done that one? I've done there. Lord, I'm getting old. I'm not going to have a family. I'm not going to have a wife. Lord, I'm getting old. I don't even have a house. I'm going to be homeless. 
Lord, I'm getting home. I don't see fruit in, in, in this church what I want to see. God, are you going to move? Are you going to change people? Are you going to encourage the people that left? Lord, why do they hate me? Are you going to change a heart? Can we keep going the same direction, Lord? And just Will they just join in following you? Would they be like David and say, Lord, what would you have me doing? And say, go that way, I'm going to go. Oh, my time is in God's hand. What a blessing. You know what? I'm glad I got eternity to be with him. But wouldn't it be good to do something now with the time that we have that maybe we could make a difference in eternity? Amen. The Bible says there at uh, um, verse, uh, well, well, we'll finish up that verse. It says, uh, and, and from that persecute me, make thy face to shine upon thy servant, save me for thy mercy's sake. You know what that tells me? That's a psalm of David. He wasn't trusting his ability. He was trusting God to get him where he needed to go. He says, let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave. I know about you if somebody starts fighting against me and I'm done, I have to the Lord, I pray you deal with them. I want you to deal gently. But if they want to fight against me, Lord, I pray you take them out. <laughs> That's just me. But you know what? I pray that God deals with the enemy. You know what? I always think it's more gracious than I would do it. The Bible says that we should redeem the time for the days are evil. Ephesians chapter 5. My time is in his hand. My time's running up here. But my time's in his hand. Your time's running up here. But what, we got, what, what have we got accomplished? Is it what we want to have accomplished? We'll look at back at verse 24. It says, And let it be when thou hearest the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees that thou shalt bestir thyself, for then thou shalt go out for then shall the Lord go out before thee. Wow. Isn't that amazing? God, you know why God, <laughs> the victory is had. It's totally in Him. All we're doing is just resting on Him. We need to do things God's way, though. Do you want to avert failure? Do things... God's way. Are you ready for this one? Because I do this a lot. Really? A wind in the tree? Am I going to be able to understand what this wind is when I get there? I mean, honestly, think about it. Lord, I'm the enemy's over there, and we're going over there. What am I supposed to tell those with me? That I've got it all under control? I mean, how did he get them to follow him? No, we're going to wait on the Lord. We'll go over by the mulberry tree and wait for the wind. Is, is Jimmy I going to have gas? Or, I mean, honestly, what's going on in the top of that tree? And, and how are you going to know what the sound is when you get there? There's always some kind of unknown thing. But it just seems like when it happens, it's not. It, God just makes it happen, doesn't he? I mean, you have to admit that sometimes God's word sounds a little strange. I'm going to go over by a tree and wait for wind to hit it, and then I'm going to attack. Brilliant military strategy, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have absolutely no idea what's, but God knows what he's doing. I don't know what that wind is. Maybe it was his uh, horse that he's riding in Revelation 19. I honestly don't know. I know that there's a lot going on around us that we don't know. 
And uh, I, I look at that servant that was, I, was it with Elijah? And he says there's more with us than with them. And there were only two of them. And there was a whole army down there. And then he opened up his eyes and he saw that entire army on a hill. You don't know how many people of God's servants are around here. There could be angels all around us. Yeah, there really could be. I'm not trusting angels. I'm trusting in Christ. I'm just saying that you don't know. And all we're supposed to do is trust God. And he's going to give the victory, but, but we do it his way. I mean, because, I mean, honestly, it's just like, I think probably what, hap what helped David is that he saw what happened when Saul tried to do things his way. Did Saul get better or worse? Worse. He got worse and judged and ended up dying. Amen. He got worse. Look over at Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah 8. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 11. The Bible says, For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people. Say ye not the confederacy to all them of this people shall say confederacy, neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself and let him be your fear. And let him be your dread. I can't be scared what Biden thinks about. I don't understand this green energy. It just seems like he missed some science. I, it seems like that our, our half of our country has lost their marbles. I mean, I just don't know how it's gotten that far down. But, but how much for the Christian to lose his mind? Not trusting his God and keep that first. And that's what we're talking about. We're, we want to avert failure. And I'm telling you, the only way you're going to do it is to walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 86, let's there for a minute on our way back. Psalms 86 and verse um, 10. For thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I want the word and I'm going to unite my heart behind it. I'm keeping my heart. I'm going to follow it directions. So, so I did things God's way, and I, here's a question. Can I follow directions? You know, sometimes it's a hard thing to get a child to even understand. But can you follow directions? If God said to do it, is it yes, sir? It's a big deal. David's not get in an argument, verse 25, why do I say that? And David did so. He, he had set out with his heart wanting to do things God's way. God gave him something and he followed the direction. Well, it's so simple. We say, well, he's a great man of faith. He believed God. Do we? Do we believe that God's trying to direct us in their life? Look over at Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. How are we going to look wise? Deuteronomy chapter 4. Look down at uh, verse uh, 4. The Bible says, But ye did cleave unto the Lord your God, and are alive, every one of you. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgment, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land, whether ye go to possess it. 
Verse 6, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. You know what's going to make you look smart to the world? By doing what God said. You see that? That's what he said. For what, for which shall hear of these statutes and say, surely is a great nation, is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who have God so nigh unto them? as our Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him poor. Well, I tell you, I think what the greatest thing is is have, if you're going through a problem today, that God's right there with you to get you through that thing. God's right there. How's your confidence level today? That's your last thing. How do you avert failure? Question. Am... I confident in God. I'll say this, it makes all the difference. If you believe what God said is right, and you decide to put your trust in that thing, the victory's won. But the reason people fall apart, and the reason we go through trials, and the reason we have trouble, is that we are confident. Did God say that or did he not say that? Is God with me today in this or has he forsaken me up here in Duluth at the dentist? <laughs> I don't feel that old, you know. But I always can triumph in Christ. The Bible says this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You have faith that God's right. If you do, it's going to change the way you walk. Oh, I'm waiting for a wind in the tree. Okay, God said, go over there. He's going to give us a sign. There's going to be a wind in the tree. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just you, David. <laughs> no, really? Okay, let's go. They get down there, and it happens. Wow, David's great. No, God's great. God's great. He went out before him, and he gave him the, the victory in that thing. He, they chased that enemy right out of Dodge, man. They're gone. Why? God made him run. <laughs> I don't know. I was told up there by that dentist this week. He said, well, I guess the longest knife wins. And I was thinking, I hope that doesn't mean you're going to kill me. <laughs> you know? But uh, I tell you what, it, it, sometimes you got to get some things taken care of. But you, I know who's got the biggest knife. And it's the Lord. A two-edged sword goes over through his mouth, and he's going to wipe out folk, man. And it's not going to be a pretty day. So not being prepared to stand is being prepared to fail. I'm going to say that. Because there it is. How can I avert failure? Not. Let me say that. Not being prepared to stand. is preparation for failure. What's coming your way? Are you prepared to stand? Will you do your master's will trust in you? I think we can avert failure. Let's pray. Father in heaven, so many times in our life, God, we, we try to do things our way and Maybe even get comfortable getting a lot of victories. And, and, and David was a man that was victorious. 
The one thing was good about him is he just always wanted to obey exactly what you told him to do. Father, what a good example it is that we could be prepared and ready for every good work. And that comes from trusting you to guide us in the way. God, pray you help us today not to make a mistake in our families. I pray that these children won't, we won't lose them to the world. And that children that have been in here, that they'll come back. Lord, if they're saved, they'll come back and say the greatest day is when I trusted Jesus. And not the greatest day is when I got some kind of brain medication. God, we pray for these that have gone that way and pray that others would avoid it. Help them, help us not to be proud of who we are. And God, you can just strengthen us and you can change our heart. That's our mind. And you can strengthen that thing. I've seen you do it. And Father, I pray that you would help us today. Keep our heart diligently in Jesus' name. Amen.